Welcome to Reality of Faith and Wisdom podcast, where we believe that true wisdom and all faith is found on one and only platform, and that is Lord Jesus Christ. Today, we're going to be talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and why there is so many different ministries, different churches out there. I think it's a very, very amazing topic to, 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 to talk about with two different pastors, yeah. with two different hearts and two different visions. And today, my guest is Pastor John. He's a fellow pastor in Destin. So if you're in Destin, you need to check Impact Life Church. His, uh, his wife, uh, Sula and him are pastoring amazing, amazing, amazing church here in Destin. And I am just glad that you are here today Good. spending some time with me, man. I'm so glad to be here. Well, first question to you before we do anything. First question. Tell me, tell me a little bit about you. I know you pastored here for six years, right? Yeah, six years. six years. Our church celebrated six years this year. That's amazing. Yeah. You've probably seen some good and bad and ugly. Oh man, you the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's it's incredible what you do see, what you get to experience. I mean, I always say, you know, church planting is not for the faint of heart, uh, but it's amazing what God does when you surrender or the big yes. So yeah, six years in Destin, it's it's incredible. And you've actually invested in us, and I wanted to on the camera say thank you for that because oh, you invested. You you're the one of the first ones that I reached out and I said, hey, I'm I'm planning a church here, and and you're like, man, I got a hard heart for you. And you send us a check. I don't remember of the amount, but man, thank you so much. Thank you. Our church exists because you put some love into it. If, and if we cannot help each other, if we cannot sow into the kingdom, this is not a competitive thing. This is a, it's man, it is a Holy Spirit thing. I mean, I think about what the disciples did and, and when they were in the upper room and man, and the way God anointed them to spread the gospel throughout the world. And, uh, you know, there was no competition. There was no, it was just surrendering to be a disciple and a follower of Jesus. Man, I think, I think that God is calling us back to those grassroots, bro. Uh, amen. It's like, amen. That's where I surrender. I support you. You support me. We moved into this town. There is a lot of churches here. I actually question, why am I, why are you calling us here? We were at a successful church. We were, uh, your we were, dad is a pastor. My right? dad is yeah. a pastor. They have a large church there in mid Missouri in the Midwest. And, um, the church was doing amazing things. We, Sula and I had been, I had been on staff with them for 15 years. And so, uh, we had seen the church grow from, you know, a hundred people to several thousand people. And Sula and I were being groomed to take the church. That was the plan of God. We were like, yes, Man, it felt good. We had just gotten married. Um, yeah. We had a, a baby girl. We had just bought a house. Life was Life good. Life is good. Was and then good. God just kind of starts stirring the pot a little bit, right? And then we came here. I came here and we had always vacationed here. I never dream of coming here, but there's just something special about this place and what God is doing and the people that he brings here. And so he, he definitely confirmed it through my wife because I was like, I'm not going to say anything to my wife. Lord, I, I feel like you're you speak her. to her. Speak to her. <laughs> She's a woman of prayer. I was like, Lord, you'll tell my wife. And I feel like I've heard from you because, whoa, I, I never knew you were going to be moving me or planting a church. It really wasn't in my wheelhouse, but God has a way of man giving us the gifts, the abilities and the things to see happen what needs to happen. And and uh, man, we did like one year from that time we uh, and God confirmed it just through through Holy Spirit encounters yeah. through went home to my pastor. He said took us back to his journal three months before it said John and Sula will be coming to plant a church, help them go. Wow. Uh, he's I said, why didn't you tell me this? It could have saved me so much grief. And he just said it had to be on you. Yes. You know, it had to be you know, it had to be. So 
how did you just just give me just a t- tiny bit? How how did how did God spoke to your wife, and how does this whole tra- transition ha- happen? Pe- people just I, I I know I want people to come and visit your church because you have a great anointing. You have a great man. Your your out of your heart just, man, just love you, pours out, and I felt that man from the beginning. I met you, and you were just oh hey, how can I help you, man? Wh- what can I do for you? Well, you know what? We love people, and part of who we are. I, I feel like part of because when I asked the question to answer earlier, uh, you know, why is the Lord bringing you here? When I was asking God, why are you bringing us here? You're calling us here. There's churches all up and down this coast that are amazing. I don't, I, you know, I seriously said this. I don't want to go to that coast. I said, you know, I look what we've helped build here. I've helped build every campus. We build campus buildings. We, you know, several thousand people. You have a lot of stuff going on. And uh, it was just good. The blessings of the Lord. But man, then I, I just recently preached a, a, a sermon series on encounters. And Sula and I feel like everything that, that significant has happened in our life mm-hmm. has happened when we encountered the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened when I was here. I heard the voice of the Lord. He wouldn't leave me alone. I was trying to rest. My wife was like, what's going on with you? And I just felt overwhelmed. And I, had, I didn't hear anything in that moment. But because of what I was feeling, you have to pay attention to what you're feeling. The Lord was trying to draw me away. Sometimes we are so locked into this is how I do it. This is my zone. This is what happens that we stop to listen to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it's when I stopped, Yuri, that the Lord said, hey, you're going to come here and plant a church. I was like, what? Wow. Wow. yeah. And, and I didn't tell Sula. That's how we confirmed. I said, Lord, tell her. And I was going to let it bubble for like six months. I was like, man, I'll just let this thing just sit. And Lord, I'll revisit it and talk to her about it in six months. No, it was two, like two days. <laughs> two days later, my wife says, hey, I kind of let me tell you what I'm feeling in my spirit. She begins to share with me. And I was like, oh, man, I said, that is so, cool. you know, we're coming to Florida. Wow. But and it was an encounter. It was an encounter. I just came back from Boston and we were from the pastor's round table and Pastor Zenzo. He said he said the, all deliverance and the whole, all freedom is found in one thing in this one phrase and everybody's like okay yeah tell me yeah. is it hearing the voice of the father above the voice of the enemy come on because there's because the enemy's voice is always there always and there. you better bet after the voice of the lord came and told us we were coming here mm-hmm. um man you you know the enemy his voice came hard. Like, you can't do that. You, you don't have the money. You're going to sell your house. You're going to move your family away from everything you know, all your friends. You know, you're just not going to survive. And immediately the enemies, I went online. And the more that I was online, just looking how to and this and that. And, you know, we're an art church. So we yeah. went and uh, the more I also saw the, the failures. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. You see the 7%, but you're like, like, oh my oh, gosh, man. am I going to be that? that? I, I get it. Like, and this- so that was huge in my ear and the Lord just again I'm with you I'm with you I'm with you I'm with you and uh, but but coming here it was it was an encounter it's still an encounter journey everything we do I tell people all the time I don't know what I'm doing but he does he does <laughs> and as long as I'm with him I'm good it's I'm, it, it's I'm it. Good. and it's it's so amazing to experience all the people that we've experienced here yeah. kingdom people people that came came along beside us we asked for spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers because uh, I was like, I'm leaving all of that behind. God cares enough. When you say yes to an encounter and a yes to this is what I'm going to do in your life. Uh, it was really shortly after moving here. We met. He was the mayor at the time, Mel Ponder, mm-hmm. and uh, met him. And he just embraced us as wow. kind of like spiritual kids. He and Mona. And uh, there was just amazing things that happened and began to meet people. And God just began to put people with us. And, and what we came here to do, we began to win souls. And that just set our hearts on fire. And I, and, I, and didn't you find this? 
I fell in love with this coast. When my feet hit the place, because the scripture says every place your feet shall tread is yours. When my feet, something happened in the spirit, dude, there was just like in the atmosphere. I was like, home didn't feel like home. I go home to get my mom's chicken and dumplings, but I don't want to stay there. In about a week's time, I am ready to come back back. to my home. Amen. Man. Amen. Wow. Well, let's talk about this thing. There are so many churches and there's so many ministries and, 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 uh, great ministries, great ministries, amazing great ministry, wow. different flavors, different things. And, and for, for, for uh, some time in, in my life, I'm like, Lord, why are we so divided? Why, why are there so many divisions? Why there's so, but then as, um, you know, I've been in ministry for 20 years as a lead pastor, only three, you know, four years. And, but now God started to, sh- to, to, to show me this, that, that it's not really divisions. It's not really, uh, I know that every church wants to say this, you know, I, my, my family is part of the Pentecostal. Some or, of them, yeah, some of them are Baptists. Yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> and everybody's saying we're the right one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We're the right, the Baptists yeah. are the right yeah. one. The Pentecostal. Any, anybody that was ever raised in a denomination, and it was funny, my mom was Catholic and my dad was Pentecostal. And so I tell him, so you're Catholicostal. Catholic, I'm the Baptocostal, you're the Catholicostal, man. Here we go. That's so cool. <laughs> so it's an amazing combination. But, but it is. But I've realized that it's, it, it says in the Bible that we are salt. And yeah. salt has a flavor. Yeah. Salt has a, it, it preserves things. Because back in the day, I mean, you, you put salt around meat, and it'll preserve. So we, we, we are the people that brings flavor to this world sometimes. And because of different giftings, because of different things, because of different backgrounds, that's the only way to reach the world. That's where I realized, hold on a second, we're not that apart. God just needs us different, a different gifting, different things to reach different people that live here in this world. So I think we have more in common than really apart, than more, more, more together united than divided. But it takes people like you that sees that. Because the moment when I met you, man, you, you, you rocked my world. You, you did. Oh, and, and, and you said, hey, we're Ark Church, but here's my gifting. That's where my gifting lies. This, this is, where, this is where, where my identity is in Christ. This is, who, this is how he revealed himself to me. And this is who I am. And I love that. I love that, that, you don't, that even though you're different, you're, your gifting is a little different. My gifting is, is different. And you embracing that. And, and how, how do we teach that to other people? You know, I, the Holy Spirit taught me, Yuri, like to be authentic to who you are. And the Lord, because I was like, God, this church is like this, and this church is like this, and uh, man, they're amazing pastors, and, and I love them. I, I, man, I remember when we first moved here, mm-hmm. um, Pastor Eric, I think he was just on your podcast recently, yeah, from yeah, Shoreline. Last, last, yeah, yeah, when I arrived here, I wasn't even here two days, and he said, they used to do this thing at their church, I guess, uh, back then. Um, they may still do it, but they sent f- uh, a whole flock of flamingos, and they flocked my yard, and they said this, and there was a little sign, and it said, hey, welcome to the flock and there were there were like a hundred flamingos i didn't get that there was a i think they had stopped doing it there were a hundred flamingos in my yard i i took pictures of it it made me feel like i'm not alone i wasn't even here for a week and that's that's pastor eric's heart and my pastor has always been like that too so and it's always and it's what i want and is the kingdom of jesus is so big yuri it's god needs all of us and what going back to what we were sharing, the Lord taught me, I just want you to be authentically you. What are the things that you love? What are the things that are in you? Because I could try to be a carbon copy of something or I could, I've been, I'm from a family of ministries. I'm one of five children. My siblings are pastors. 
My dad is one of eight. All of his siblings are pastors. I, and this is, I didn't want to do ministry. I was like, I want to make some money. <laughs> No, seriously. Uh, well, then, I, can, I can talk about that. Yeah. Then, yeah. And I was like, I that was just the truth of my heart. Ministry don't pay enough. Oh, no, I was a young man. I watched my parents. There were times when we were little bitty kids, yeah. when my dad would plant or start a church and we lived in the back of the church. And there was just stuff along the way. Now, my dad is very blessed today. And man, they start churches around the world. It's mm -hmm. amazing. But it didn't all begin there. And there were just, and I, and I remember as, going as a young man, I don't want that. I don't, but God just kept me pulling my heart back. Hey, you are actually a ministry. This is generational. I have called your family into this. And, and, but the Lord said, I need you to be authentic. I don't want you to be like your brother. I had some amazing favorite pastors I would watch, whether it was the Bethel Church from Redding, California. Um, I like all the flavors. I would turn on T.D. Jakes. Yeah, I love T.D. Jakes, man. And he would start preaching, dude, and I would be out of my chair. Then, then I would turn on, I would turn on Stephen Furtick. Yeah. Um, there's just so many great big pastors, you know, and I, or listen to people speak, or uh, you know, Robert Morris in Texas. Robert, just, yeah. just so many. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, how do you, I? This was me. How do I choose? Because there's so many great ones and you want Sula and I to plant this church, what do you want us to be? And God said, I want you to be you. To be, yeah. He said, Amen. the giftings are inside of you. What do you love? I said, I love to be in your presence more than anything else. And God said, that's, that's it. That's ding, ding, it. ding. He goes, wow. you love my presence. So let my presence be very much a part of everything that you do. Now, I know, I know that that takes away from being maybe seeker or I don't know. I don't even like to put a title on it because yeah, you yeah. know what? When people come into our church, man, I just want to love them. I want to see people delivered, saved, healed, set free. I, I just shared with you this morning, the word over our life, obviously, is restoration. restoration I was yeah. an abused child, uh, sexually abused. Uh, my wife uh, walked through sex trafficking. She has a book about it, abuse, everything. Our, our stories were so hardcore, but man, God delivered us, set us free yeah. to where we are past. Wow share our story so that banner of restoration it flies big over us amen yeah. that is so good that hey. is so good so that's what the lord says that's your authentic that's your it's it's who we are just and, to see people change and we live in the world of, of 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 choices i mean that that's the first thing that that god gave us freedom to choose yes. you know and when it comes to you know we talk about churches we talk about min ministries right now and when it comes into our life we don't want to just have one choice when we go on vacation Oh, you, you can only go there and yeah. no one else. We yeah. want to have cho choice is the freedom. And because of these cho choices, we're so different. And I'm, I started looking at this, you know, food, when it comes to food, when it comes to jobs, vacation, all these things. Man, God, that's why there are so many different churches as well, because we are all different. We are wired different and we will reach only people that God will will allow us to reach. Awesome. Some people saying, no, this is it. This is how to do church. And in the end, you see that it just falls apart. You know, but I feel like this, that um, God will show you who your people are, yes. who, you know, and people that he wants you to run with. And not everybody's meant to run with you. Mm -hmm. And some people, you know, because when you're a new pastor, especially when you're a church plant pastor, I remember in year one, I was like, I would want to keep everybody. Oh, yeah. And if somebody left, man, I took it so personal. I was like, what, what, what's wrong with me? What, are we not good enough? You know, it's <laughs> like, I realized that, you know, our, your, your, your church is, is your bathroom's bigger than my church. It doesn't matter. You know, you just you <laughs> yeah. think all that stuff, yeah. but God has taught us just to be faithful to who we are and to love people. And some people are going to go where they're, this is a world of bells and whistles and they like bells and whistles. And may we all have them one day, Yuri. May we continue to yeah. win souls 
channels until uh, people look and say, wow, they are, we're truly, we're a blessed ministry anyway. It doesn't matter. I feel like if you have 10 people or you have 300 people or you have 2,000 people, if you're winning the loss for Jesus, we are partners in this thing. Everybody on this coast, not everybody sees it as that, you know, not everybody is as outreaching as you are. You, you've always been amazing at that. I try to be amazing at that. Uh, uh, it's, but it's something I think we can all work on even more is integration, lifting up our churches, uh, uh, being celebratory of what God is doing in other churches. How No one will want to celebrate with me if I don't celebrate your wins and what God is doing in everyone else. And whether it be uh, and everybody celebrates different things we're all called to win the lost we're all you know that's our number one is called to win the lost but uh, you know when the Lord brings revival and brings fire that's something that we we love we want that we want them to experience God in our church God's supernatural and I guess if there's a flavor that we are we definitely love the modern twist we're not old school we love all that stuff but we also love the spirit of the Lord we want God we want people to experience God when they come into our house and I pray that over every church. When I pass churches in this town, I, got, I told my, my wife, I throw firebombs. <laughs> and it's, when I'm praying in the spirit, I'll just come. When I, when I drive by here to take my children or, you know, we're going somewhere, I seriously, I'm just like, in the name of Jesus, Lord, double their capacity. Give them all the finances, all the provision, whatever they need. If they're sharing the gospel, so I do it to every church that I pass. I bless the pastor. I bless his family and his children every time we pass. You can ask my wife. She, she'll tell you. Wow. Every time we pass we bless we throw those blessings and it doesn't matter what kind of church it is because we're all winning people for jesus amen amen and, and other pastors need to be like i want to learn i want to learn from you bro yeah, I, I love your heart and and that's we need to be in relationship to learn from one another because a lot of times pat pastors go into isolations and and they go they experience some some loss like that or people leave their church and they're like i'm not good enough i'm not this i'm not that and the more i i, I go towards uh, and and i meet other pastors and i realize they experience the same thing yes. so so if you're a pastor you need other pastors to speak life into you and not just pastors there's a lot of ministry people on this coast there's, absolutely there's totally. people that yeah. aren't just pastors but i mean i've i found people coming in and out of my church and the lord was like um you know don't just don't just let them come in your church partner with them and and celebrate them and support them and and um because there's so many ministries uh in in this area besides just churches there's not just pastors there's all kinds of giftings Absolutely. and all Absolutely. kinds of people that do amazing things you know shortly after arriving here sula and i jumped into uh, uh, just knowing people and my wife, you know, d is, d is, does network trafficking. She's actually beginning a movement called take flight and we rescue trafficking victims and we do a lot of stuff and, and we partner with other people and partner with law enforcement and partner with people that aren't just the church. We tend to want to keep everything inside the church. This is my box, man. I don't, God has a way of taking the box away. We saw it in COVID. Yeah. The Lord quickly shut the churches down where for the first time I see every pastor, I'm talking about 50 15,000 people to 100 people like uh, we don't know what we're doing know, and for yeah. the first time we're like starting over from the yeah. scratch yeah. and when I was preparing the, uh, for, for this and, and God just kind of reminded me he, he, he draw my attention to apostles and everybody in the New Testament and if I would be a, if I would be a Peter my church would be very straight to the point when Peter preached to 3,000 oh, yeah. he said you're the one that crucified it yeah. you yeah. suckers are yeah. that's you yeah. man you got to repent it I don't if, think he was a seeker sensitive guy <laughs> 
If you would yeah. be John, no. he would, you would be lovey-dovey because yeah. the yeah. apostle that yeah. Jesus loved. If you would be James, he would be like, show me your obedience. If yeah. you don't got no obedience, you, I, don't, I don't see no faith they in you. They were all so different. Yeah. They were so different. I love seeing, are you, are you guys into The Chosen? The, the, no, the, the Bible movie? The Chosen. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. oh, yeah. yeah, yeah anyway, I, I've loved watching that. The, the next series is coming out. But, man, I've been encouraging people because it shows the disciples in their personalities mm. in such a different way. I love that because they were different personalities. All the skeptics can go to Thomas Church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to prove that you have God in your church. <laughs> So uh, I want to I bring something that happened, and um, you called me once, and, and you talked to me about, about one girl that kind of went to your church, and mm-hmm. then we went to my church. And again, you've impacted me with that phone call. Like, you, you truly, I was like, wow, Lord, uh, Lord, help me to be like him. Help me to, to just, and, and, and you do, you try to be intentional about every little thing, but, but you, you are, you are. You, and, and you said this, you said this to me, you said, Yuri, I don't care whether she goes to my church or your church. I've invested in her. I've spent some time with her, but I just want her to find Jesus. Man, how can we tell other pastors? How can other pastors be like this? Well, we just, you know, we honestly, it's, it, to me, it's in the spirit because battles are won and fought in the spirit. And I, I feel like this, we have to rally together in the spirit to say, I'm not going to have a spirit of competi- competition. Um, we really look at each other religiously sometimes and say, well, we are so different. Like you do it like this. And we, and sometimes they're just things that are sacred cows because we are all serving Jesus. And on this coast, uh, man, I, you know, I, I've served in different things and my wife and I are on the church of Destin and we just, you know, we, we really, really try to do what we can. Um, and, and people are different, you know, some churches, uh, uh, speak in tongues, some churches don't, some are very seeker, seeker and, um, and the tongues are kept in the back closet and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And some do, I'm, I'm trying to make a point that it really doesn't matter. And people get so hyper-focused on that, that they miss the opportunity of knowing you. Knowing you, Yuri, has lifted my spirit and soul so many times in different pastors of this coast that have called me or prayed into me or me, them, or just, and people in ministry networks. And it wasn't just always pastors, but just even people that go to other churches. It's not like, oh, just keep that over there with you. We are the kingdom of God. And dude, when we get to heaven, this is the preach coming out of me right now. Come on, When preach. we get to heaven, there is not going to be the Baptist are over here. That's going to be the non-denominationals. Oh, here's the Pentecost. Pentecostals. Here's the ark churches. No, bro. We're the body of Jesus Christ. Christ. And I feel like God is saying in this last time movement, I feel like, like, like in this, this movement, this revival that's hitting our world, because I'm sorry, things don't happen uh, just by chance or hearsay. I've read my Bible and know what happens at the end and know know all of the craziness that's going on. And I feel like that we are, even with this, everything that's happened politically, man, I just say, Lord, man, you are, you're moving. He's moving. It doesn't make me scared or afraid, but it makes me want to make sure I'm good with my brother across town because there's going to be times where we're going to have to come together and we're going to have to pray and we're going to have to seek the face of the Lord for the people that are on our coast. And, and, and it's not going to be, well, you do that. And I do this and we're so different. No, we are not. We're not. No, those differences bring, that's what us that's called. It's doctrine and it's religion. And what let's real quick revisit this. What did Jesus do to the religious, the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Every time Jesus was mad, it was at them. It was yeah. people. It's not at the sinners. No. It's not at the people no. that are broken. It it's not. It's always at the. Yeah. It was always people who were causing division, mm-hmm. or people who were bringing that. 
So my wife and I are really, really careful. We pray against that. When we pray for this coast, we're like, Lord, let us come together as brothers and sisters. Let us love one another. Man, it's such an important part of the body of Christ. So before we move, uh, move to the, this next question about the Holy Spirit and gifting the Holy Spirit, um, I want to ask you this. Um, I know that we need to teach people not to just be consumers, but be contributors. Yeah. Not to be just, because they will never discover the, their gifting. They will never discover, discover their, their purpose sometimes. Yeah. If you, a lot of times you sit and you leave and you come back next Sunday, you listen to the message and you don't do anything with it. It's like looking at a steak and, and smelling it. Man, that steak yeah. is great and never tasting it and never actually, you know, those nutritions don't go into your body. You just, right. how do you teach people to move from that, that point? Because it's the hardest things that, I, that I've discovered. And people will love to come in and just sit down and say, Pastor, that message was yeah. so great. Feed me. No, and yeah. fe I think it has to become part of our culture uh, as disciples of Jesus that, you know, in an hour and a day when people do serve, it kind of opens them up. But think about this, Yuri. There are natural gifts and supernatural gifts. Mm -hmm. And the Bible is really clear on that. When I say natural and supernatural, um, there are gifts that, that come very easily to us. We are designed and created. Uh, for instance, uh, uh, somebody that makes cookies for next steps, and they're the one that provides a tray of cookies. Um, they may bake the best cookies of anyone and then somebody else comes along and they are not a baker. So that gifting is not them. So it is part of their natural gifting. There are people that speak well. Uh, if somebody is not good with children, they're not going to be serving in your kid areas. Yeah, you have yeah. to, it's like finding the natural sweet spot. But then when they serve and they say yes to that, it opens up their heart and soul for the supernatural, supernatural. Yeah, where wow. the Lord shows them there are the things that are inside them. There are gifts, the giftings. Now, the scripture is really clear. There's a lot of giftings, you know, there, there's also the fruit of the spirit. And I like to focus on the fruit because, you know, love, joy, peace, all the things that come. But then it opens me up to the giftings of the spirit, whether it's word of knowledge, word of wisdom, things that go deeper as you know the Lord. Serving opens you up to all of that. I've seen it so many wow, times. I've seen so as they serve, all of a the sudden their yep. spirit life changes. Mm. Their discipline, disciple, the key word of disciple or the root word is discipline. As they're disciplining themselves to serve, because it's not just because my pastor wants it to. If you just do it for your pastor, it's going to fade away. But if you do it, Lord, this is an incredible journey that I'm on to be like Christ and a disciple of Jesus. And Jesus served. The Son of Man came to serve. And he came. And how dare I to say I can't serve? That's why it's really it's easy for us because we lead movements where people need to serve. And we need servants to help us move the church forward when we go from hundreds to thousands. And it's just part of what it is. But in serving, it opens them up to the deeper side of their spiritual self. And I don't care what anybody says, says everyone has that side. Everyone has that part of themselves. And you can live life actually experiencing more. I want more. All I want time. more yeah. of the supernatural. The God that we serve is supernatural. I don't want to go to church just to get my card punched. Yep, I'm a member of MFAC. I feel a little better. No, yeah. I want to serve. I want to be used. I want the supernatural things. Stuff can happen. The Holy Spirit can speak to you. It, he, can, he can use those words of wisdom, word of knowledge, whether it's tongues or there's all kinds of stuff in there. You can just research it. And I'm sorry, I don't feel like it was just for the New Testament. Oh, I feel like it's for today. We are filled with the Spirit for today. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be a witness, Acts 1.8, so that you can go out and win the world, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. It's, it actually, that scripture doesn't say just for my neighbor. 
And it's good. We should win our neighbor. They should see Jesus in us. If we don't, then we got a whole nother sermon. But that's, <laughs> uh, this is so good. Yeah. Man, this is so good. I want to go back, back to what you said. The, 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 the natural opens the door to supernatural. Like, and, and, he, and here's the thing. When Jesus came and, and asked the apostles, come and follow me, yeah. he didn't, they didn't see the miracles right away. Oh, they no. didn't encounter the Holy Spirit right away. They just became automatic servants. Like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop everything. I'm going to serve you 100%. And I think that there has to be this, this all-in commitment. Check this out. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're living in a day and an age where people are afraid of the supernatural. Well, you know, they're going to think I'm weird. Has anybody else read our Bible? Jesus fed the 5,000. Yes, Jesus yes. healed the lame. Jesus uh, cast out demons. Jesus, the demoniac who came from the cave. Can you imagine if the demoniac showed up at one of our churches today? Our ushers would set them down before they could come in and get free and get delivered because you can't make a scene in my church. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you, you're, speaking, you're speaking something. And so I just well. think, Lord supernaturally what do you and we do want the best i want everyone i want the family of four to come into my church and be ministered to because they're a normal middle class family but i also want the homeless to come in and be able to receive and i realize there's different boundaries with all people i get it i really really do but i want the rich and i want the poor because scripture is really it's really clear it says don't just make a seat for the rich mm -hmm. You know, love everybody, love everybody. you know, and, and do what you can. Even if you give a cup of water to somebody. A cup of water. It's not easy. It's not easy. I, you know, it's not. I, I have to, we work hard with our homeless to say, hey, man, seriously, I take a shower for you. Go to the beach and take a shower for me so it doesn't smell funky in here. You know, I'm serious. But I love you enough to say, I do this for you. Do it for me, you know, and, they, and, and we still, we minister to them like they are, but. So, so maybe right now, cause you, you're speaking some amazing things right now, but maybe some people listening to this and, and saying, okay, I'm trying to embrace the gift, the gifts of the Holy spirit. I'm trying to understand because yeah. we, we've made a tongue, uh, speaking in tongues, such a, a big thing when there's so many other giftings so many other and, gifts. and, and, and people are afraid of just because they saw some, something that they don't understand that they, they afraid. How, how did, how do those people that may be sitting here and, and not knowing how to make the first step, what would you tell them? All right, here's what you need to do. Um, just to, to recap real quick before I do that. Yes. You know, tongues was a sign for the unbeliever. Absolutely. Not for the believer. Mm -hmm. uh, that was prophecy. Tongues was the sign for the unbeliever. And so um, anything supernatural, uh, it, it, we cannot explain God in a box. But I, I feel like first step is really, I, what, one thing that I do is, sincerely repenting for any of my religious hang-ups, thoughts, things that great-grandma and them taught me, that this is the only way it's done, this is the only thing that you're supposed to do. Uh, it, remi it reminds me of a story my dad told me one time, and it's funny about a lady who um, she uh, got married and she was preparing a ham, and her husband came through and he said, why do you cut the ends? He noticed the ends of her ham was cut off. He was like, why do you cut the ends off of your ham? And she said, well, it's just how we do it. And she goes, my mom taught me. So he, he called her mom. He said, mom, why do, did you cut the ends off of your ham? I don't understand it. Yeah. And she goes, well, my mother did it. And so he got the grandma's number and called her. And he said, I got to get to the bottom of this. Why are you people cutting off good ham? Yeah, yeah. And the grandma said, well, I just did it because my pan was too short. <laughs> So, dude, so good. Sometimes we do things because it's just how someone said it to us, 
And God is so much more experiential. The Holy Spirit is an experience. It's an experience. And you say, what, is, what should you do? What are the ground level things? I actually sometimes just repent for anything, uh, any way that I squeeze God into a box. I sincerely uh, sometimes remember in my life saying, Lord, I'm sorry that I said this is the only way you can do it. This is the only thought I can ever have. This is the only thing. And and maybe it was something that an incredible pastor told me or someone, but that you can never, ever move outside of that. And yes, the word should back up everything. By the way, it is our authority. The word is the word is God. John one and one beginning is the word. The word was God and is God. But the Lord just showed me that repentance um, from anything and releasing myself from from these mindsets. And the Lord began to to show up to me in ways that were supernatural. He began to speak to me in ways I'll never forget. uh, I was coming through a grocery store and God was I was I was actually preaching on the word of knowledge. Uh, That gifting, that particular. And the Lord said, hey, let me let me let me walk you through a little bit more of that and show you that I'm actually real about what you're speaking and teaching. Isn't that funny how he teaches you like what you're preaching? He'll show you. So I was coming through. When Dixie one day and the Lord spoke, I heard it. I, it wasn't an audible voice. It was that inner knowing. It's that Holy Spirit. Amen. And I heard the name. I believe it was Clarice, if I remember. And um, so I was coming through there and, and I kept hearing it. And man, the Lord just wouldn't let me off of it. So, man, I, I went to check out and I just looked at the lady and, and a simple phrase that we should all say to a lot of people. Can I pray for you? Anything that I can pray for you for? Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, and most people will say yes. Um, yes. She was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm working. And I said, well, it could be a quick prayer. And I said, and, and I want to go a step further. I said, I'm actually a pastor. And you, it doesn't matter if you're a pastor or not. I, I, I just let her know at that moment. But I said, you could say I'm a believer. But um, I just, I had a word of knowledge. And I, and I felt like some whispered the name Clarice to me. It was the name of her daughter who was walking through stage three cancer. This woman had not received Jesus. So that word of knowledge, that thing the Holy Spirit whispered to me, that woman went to complete tears. And you know what the Lord did? He showed her in that moment he was real. Through the supernatural gifting, it, I didn't make a big deal of it. I was all I told her. I said, "Oh, ma'am, how precious!" I said, "Man, you want to receive Jesus?" And she said, "I do." If he's that real, I said, "He's so real that when I came through your line, he mentioned a name to me, and he's supernatural, and God can do things like that. He's more than what you just read. Do we read about him? Do we read about the Holy Spirit? Is he only something we can read about because he's actually in us? He's on us. He moves through us. Yeah, he's you someone know? that we can truly experience. Every experience day. every day, and that amazing but I, I repented from all my old thoughts my old ways and just said lord if you're real i want you I so yeah that was that was actually my last question well what would you say something to to a skeptic that listening and you said it today i mean you said it already we cover you cover those two it, it, the first step is to <laughs> i try not to judge know. anyone doesn't the scripture say judge not lest you be judged and i and i also wasn't afraid to go back and answer why do i believe that why do I believe that? Someone just recently that I was ch- talking with, I was sharing with them a, a, a book that someone, I read a chapter and it really, really spoke to me. It was actually Joyce Meyer and the Battlefield of the, uh, Battlefield of the Mind. Of the mind yeah. And when I was walking through some recovery in my life, can you imagine pastors having to go through recovery? 
Same here. Walking through recovery in my life. And I remember reading a chapter in that book. I was sharing this with this person. And they're like, oh, man, I don't want any of her books. I don't, I don't have anything. I don't even want to hear her. I don't like that. I was like, oh, really? I said, that's interesting because she speaks to millions of people around the world. And she does missions. And I was just sharing what little bit I knew about Joyce. She's a, she's a major platform. Sure. But, I mean, they were, they were hardcore. Like, I don't like her. I, don't. I said, well, that's awesome. But can you tell me why? You, do you know why you don't like her? Couldn't remember had no idea why somebody somewhere had spoken one thought and one idea about their ministry and quickly was so quick to judge. We're so quick to judge what we think God is doing, what we think And those roots are start growing in him without even realizing. They were there. It was almost bitter. And I was just like, well, he goes, man, I didn't realize I was that way. And I told him, and I said, I think you need to release that. <laughs> the spirit in me told him, you got to release that because... Man, everybody is a different flavor, and it's a good flavor. The Holy Spirit's in it. At salvation, He's there. I mean, you know, I feel like we get so hung up on, like, tongues and on. There's so many, like you said, more, so many more giftings than just tongues or just what the Scripture says. Man, there's, there's encouragement. There's wisdom. Man, do we need wisdom now, right now? More than ever. Supernatural wisdom to where you get it from the Word. You get it from people. I, I got to have breakfast this morning with Yuri and I, he oozes wisdom. So we were just back and forth about things in life. And man, it's good. That's supernatural. That's the Holy Spirit functioning in us. I want to function with him. Get yeah. rid of all the limitations. Just, just say, Lord, help me be that baby. Help That's me be that kid. Help me be just the, the kid that running into your show, show and embracing you. And you give me a big hug. And I'm going to just, just start over I, from the beginning. Yuri, I don't want to build buildings. Mm. I do. And we will. Yeah. But I don't want, I want to build the kingdom. And the kingdom is people. And the kingdom is their giftings. And what God is doing in them and through them. And it's incredible. And how much more can we do when we partner and do things like this? And um, I said one Sunday, we should switch platforms. And I come and speak at yours. Yeah. You that, that's going to have to happen. It's going to, I mean, <laughs> Pastor so Eric funny. came and spoke in months. Absolutely. So Absolutely. So, wow. Wow. I mean, I just, uh, I'm going to, you spoke to me because so, we, we all have limitations. We all have some limitations. Usually it's mental we, limitations. Mm -hmm. Like sincerely, it's usually things in the mind and you don't even know why you think them. Mm -hmm. Like I asked that young man, why do you think that? He actually couldn't tell me. I remember, and I'm going to finish with this. I'm going to remember when, when, for the first time I gave my life to God. And when I gave my, my life to God, I was 16. I, I, I still remember the feeling. I felt like a, a feather. You know what I'm saying? You're just floating in oh, the air. You, you're floating in and, and for, for the year, year after that, I went to probably five, six different churches just chasing after God mm -hmm. and saying, God, do in me whatever you want to do. I went to prayer with some old grandpas and grandmas. I was the only oh, yeah. one. I went everywhere. Oh, yeah. And I think that's what you're talking about. Get rid of all the limited, get rid of all the filters, get rid of all these things that, that, that you have on your eye, the lenses that you talked about or, or earlier and just, just fall into to the grace of God just as a baby and and he's going to do some supernatural things in your life. We always like to tell God how he's going to work. And in this time, in this hour, in this season, God is going to blow our minds because it's not going to be just in our buildings. It's not just going to be just in what we think and what we're working for. I actually think, uh, he, man, he's changing the game yeah. and it's OK. It's his game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why the Holy Spirit is so important. Dude. That's it. It's his game. It's, it's his, his game. game. So there you have it. This is Pastor John Skiles from Impact Life Church. If you are in Destin. Come visit his church. Amazing church. Amazing heart. Amazing family. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine in you. May the Lord be gracious to you. Turn his face towards you and give you peace as you face today. God bless you. Thank you, bro. Bless you, bro.